0: Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon.
1: Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Fountain Hills, Arizona, and I'm really so glad to have you with us today. Unfortunately, our scheduled guest is not able to be with us today. Something came up for him. Things do happen. Life does go on. We've rescheduled him for the end of November, and I want you to... Uh, really, you know, put this on your calendar. His name is Carl Gruber. He ran 52 marathons in 52 weeks to raise money for leukemia research, and he has such a great story to tell. I'm disappointed that he can't be with us today, but he will be with us in November. And really, actually, I'm really quite glad about it. I haven't done a show all by myself. For a long time, when one of my kids was really little, he would say, I do it all by my wealth. Um, and so today we're going to do this all by my wealth. And it's actually something that I've been looking forward to. You know, when I start this show, I always start with the guest bio. And I realized when I started to put this together that I've never done my own. And so since I'm my own guest today, um, let's do that. Uh I have a master's degree in nursing from Catholic University in Washington, D.C. I have a Ph.D. in metaphysics from the College of Metaphysical Studies in Florida. and I did not just pay them some money and get it. I actually worked a couple years for it um, and then taught them for a while. I'm a certified hypnotherapist. I've done a number of, I've had done hypnotherapy. I had my own therapy practice. I've worked in nursing at all levels. I taught nursing. I managed a division for the Arizona Department of Health Services. I said I had a hypnotherapy practice. I ran a small business way outside of healthcare. We remanufactured toner cartridges for laser printers for several years. I developed an award winning company, uh, awards for uh, quality, total quality management. And and then I sold it. It was quite a wonderful uh, period of my life. I've tried my hand in some network marketing. And I've managed the self-improvement blog since 2007. I started broadcasting this show in November of 2010. So I've had all kinds of other little things going on in my life. I'm also the mother of two sons and the grandmother of three, three grandsons. And all of them make my heart sing. I have two dogs named Smarty and Dizzy and a man in my life that I absolutely adore. My life is so excellent right now. But you know what? That isn't who I am. That's what I've done, what I have, and what I do. Those of you who have heard this show for a while know that my first question of every guest is always tell us about yourself. Who are you? Fill in their name here. And I've never done that either. And it's a hard question. Uh, I can't say that my guests really enjoy that I ask them that. But I I think it's such an important question, especially when they're about to tell you Something about your own self-improvement, how you can do things better, how you can become happier. Who are they? Um, It's a a great question and certainly not an easy one. I'm going to take a stab at it today. So grab a hold and and hang on with me. Um, We spend our lifetime answering this question. When we think we have it answered, we discover that we really don't There's a whole new facet uh, to explore, always something new to ponder. So here goes. First of all, I'm a spiritual being. I am pure energy. And because energy can't be created and it can't be destroyed, this spiritual part of me will always be. I know some of you do not uh, agree with that. That's okay. Okay. Um that's my that's my belief. I also believe I'm a work in progress and I have no idea how I know when I get it right. I suppose when it's all over, I will get some kind of diploma or not. We'll see. Uh, I, I know this. I'm unique. And I believe a part of my job in this life is to discover what that uniqueness is, and develop it to the best of my ability. As a spiritual being having a human experience, I have some really great tools to work with. And and for some of you, this may be a whole new way to look at things. I have a physical body that is a miracle in itself. I don't know whether you ever just stop and think about all the things that your body's do, do, all your body does. But when I think about the intricacies, intri- intricacies, I can't talk today, of the body. I, I am absolutely astounded. You know, when you think about what happens just when you eat one little thing. How it's digested, all of the things that go into the process, how your body eliminates the waste that you don't need, how it feeds your brain and and gives it, you know, gives your body the nourishment that it needs wherever it needs it at the time. Uh, go through each system: the respiratory system, the circulatory system, the nervous system, the digestive system. Uh, think about the mind, the brain. Uh, ha- wherever you want to start, just think about the body. Go into it and uh, it, it's, it's just so amazing that we have this body that works the way it does. Uh, and you know, people who say there isn't a, an intelligent mind behind its creation, you know, mm, I wonder about them anyway. I have this wonderful body, you know, it's my responsibility to take care of it. You know, I have to keep it clean, I have to keep it nourished. I have to keep all the parts in working order just like as if it were a car. Sometimes it's a really big job taking care of this remarkable, remarkable body that we live in. If you haven't ever really given much thought to your body, it's just something that you seem to li- live in, you know, take some time out just to think about it. If you don't know anything about anatomy and physiology, uh, Google something. Google about your heart. Google about your brain. Learn more about it. It's just so amazing. I have a mind as a human being. I have a mind. And I'm expected to use it. I'm expected to think, to reason, to figure things out. Not just to take everything for granted. I'm to use it for awareness, to know what's going on. What's happening around me? Where things are? You know, what I just saw? All of those things. I have this amazing, amazing mind. As I continue to get older, my memory sometimes does not work as well as I would like it to. But it's still quite astonishing. I'm sentient. I feel... I have emotions, intuition. It's important to me to learn to use them well, to understand what's going on within me, to recognize the beauty all around me and feel the wonder of it, you know, to hear the music that's all around me and appreciate it. To feel. And here's the biggie. I have free will. I have the ability and the responsibility to choose. Now here's where things get a little bit dicey. We all have parents and teachers along the way who tell us, What we have to believe, how and what to think, how and what to feel, and often what to choose. I know I did. I grew up in a family that had a certain belief. We've always believed this way. Uh, We've always voted this way. We've always done it this way. This is what we do. This is what we believe. And it took me a long, long time. To realize that I had to make my own decisions about what I believe, what I think about, what I feel, and what I choose. It was my responsibility to take this over. Now, when you do that, everybody around you is not always happy. And you know that you're going to need to make some waves and take responsibility for that. Oh, here's the big deal here. I get to choose what to think about, what I watch on TV, what I listen to, what goes into this computer that is my brain. I am responsible (laughs) <laughs> for what I hear, for what I say, for what I think, for what I do. Uh, I, I get. I make a choice. I can ponder the imponderable if I want to, or I can sit in front of the TV and veg out if I choose to do that. But everything is a choice. And you've heard this over and over and over, and I, I'm sure you're thinking, oh, I wish I'd get on with it. Think how important it is to make the right choice or the best choice you can make. Everything in your life depends on it. As I've gotten older, I've made the choice to put as many things in that are nonviolent as possible. I try not to watch shows that on TV that murder people. I've tried not to uh, inundate myself with negative thinking. I try to read things that are uplifting, that are uplifting and positive. Um, because I want my mind to think on things that are beautiful, good, kind, lovely. I get to choose what I feel, what to feel, how intensely I feel. Now, this is much harder for me because you know I'm very feeling-oriented. I get to choose whether I'm proactive or reactive. I get to choose whether I love or hate or remain indifferent i try to choose the love part as much as i can it's not always easy i try not to remain indifferent it's it's hard sometimes in these days not to you really would like sometimes to stay as detached as possible i'm unique and that I have talents and abilities that are not just like everybody else's. It's up to me to discover what they are, develop them, and use them for my own good, the good of others, and the good of the planet. I believe I have responsibility to do good wherever it is I happen to be. I don't always do it. But I believe that it is up to me to do the best I can with it. And I want to say to you, it's okay for you to admit, hey, I've got some talent. I am really good at this and this and this. It's also okay for you to say, I really kind of suck at this. I'm not good at this. And that's okay because I really don't need to do that. Uh, It's okay. It's important to know your strengths and your weaknesses, and I certainly am getting to know my weaknesses. The bottom line is I get to choose everything about my own life and how I react to everything that's going on around me. So in essence, my answer to the question, who am I, is this. I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. Remember that show Mission Impossible? I have an assignment if I should choose to take it, but my tape won't destruct in five minutes. My assignment is to design a life living in this body using my mind and my emotions to make choices that add to my personal growth that assist my fellow humans and add to the good of the planet. Now, I know that sounds tried all over the place, but that's still what I believe. <clears throat> I believe I have a responsibility to my fellow humans, and the big part of that responsibility includes kindness, compassion, and sometimes help. Sometimes it requires that I leave them alone and let them do the thing they need to do for themselves. Most of all, it includes being true to who I am and to the values that I have come to choose for myself. At this point, I think we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to begin to discuss Some of the other things I do, we're going to talk about the blog, we're going to talk about a lot of things, and if you want to call in to chat, you're certainly welcome to do so. The number when we come back is 888-346-9141, and I would welcome you to join me. This is Irene Conlin saying stay tuned, we'll be back with more.
2: Through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We can all use a little help. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash empowerment and register for free. Try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card and get matched with a licensed counselor usually within 24 hours. Get better help today at betterhelp.com forward slash empowerment.
0: Are you looking for life's answers?
1: Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. Today we're winging it. We're just having a chat. So if you'd like to call in, please do that. It's 888-346-9141. We've been talking about who I am. I ask that question of every guest the first part of the show. I've never answered it, and I thought it was an awful lot of fun to do that. I want to talk a little bit about where I live because I'm in love with a town, now, I've lived a lot of places, but I've never really said I love a town. <laughs> it's funny to even hear me say that. In 2014, I moved from the city, uh, from Scottsdale, to a small town named Fountain Hills. It's not too far from Scottsdale. Everybody should be <laughs> this lucky. I'm not a member of the Chamber of Commerce, but I love to talk about the town. Now It's a little town. Its population is around 25,000. I used to think I could never ever live in a town this small, but oh my goodness, it's a planned community. It was built in the '70s, and the town, whole town, revolves around a fountain. That's why it's called Fountain Hills. It's rimmed by fa- by uh, mountains or hills, and has a fountain that operates every hour on the hour uh, for 15 minutes. If you're coming if you're coming into Phoenix by plane and you're crossing Fountain Hills at the hour, you might look down and see the fountain. Uh, I've done that, and the pilot always points it out. You know, it sits The fountain sits in the middle of the lake, and the lake is ra- rimmed with this wonderful artwork all the way around it. So if you happen to walk around all the way around the fountain, you can stop at all of these lovely pieces of art. I've never been in a town that did that as well as this one does. I mean, every town has its art, but this one, is ju- it's just featured everywhere you go. Uh, every time I go there, every time I go anywhere in this town, I see something new that's delightful. Uh, every day, every day, I'm grateful to live here. <clears throat> one of my favorite places, and you're going to laugh, is the dog park. We have this really great dog park. I live in a condo, and the condo has almost no grass anywhere, and we have two dogs. So we need to take these little dogs to the park so they can run and play and socialize with other dogs and, um, yes, and do their business. Uh, the park, the park's a microcosm of humanity, and... The people fall into one of three categories. Now, you're going to find these categories different and maybe or maybe not interesting. There are those who pick up after their own dog and pick up what others have missed. Translate that into the rest of your life. The second group are those who pick up after their own dog and let anything else stay there for somebody else to deal with. And then there's finally those who don't see anything at all, probably not even their own dog while they're there. They don't see that their dog did anything that needs to pick up, and so they just sit and and visit for the whole time. Now, isn't this kind of, what I said, a microcosm of humanity? But it's such a great, great place to meet people, especially when you're new in town. And I have developed this, Belief that there's something really special about people who love dogs. Uh, there are just so many good things about this town. The people here are so friendly. The lady, the checker at the grocery store, gave me a plant for my birthday. Did that ever happen to you in the grocery store? It had never, ever happened to me. I kind of think of this town as my own personal Brigadoon, the only thing is it doesn't disappear and come back only every hundred years. Um, We're looking forward to the winter when all kinds of exciting things happen here. It's a mecca for retired people, although it is not a retired community. But um, the snowbirds come here. The town is busy and bristling and bustling. And then in the summer, it quiets down. And we think it's rush hour traffic when there's two or three cars at an intersection at the same time. Uh, needless to say, I do truly love this town. I want to talk a little bit about the blog. The self-improvement blog has just gone undergone a complete makeover. I mean, we took everything down. It was down for two weeks because it was broken. (laughs) It was really in sad shape. Uh, I was surprised one morning with the message that um, it was down and there was no way to get to it. It didn't say it in those words, but you know what I mean. So it has a new face. It doesn't look too different from the way it did, but you'll notice that there have been some real changes One of the things that I'm working with, especially, is is guest authors. Uh, I started getting a lot of guest authors this last year. And since the blog has been new and improved, I'm getting so many now. And we're trying to make the articles excellent in every way. Um, So we're doing some work. And I want to tell you about a couple of them because they're so special. Yesterday, I received five guest articles. I sent all of them back. I started using a a writing grammar program called Grammarly. Most of you may be familiar with it. I really, really recommend it if you do any writing at all. I tried it way back in the early days and said, no, this doesn't work for me. But I rediscovered it. Uh, A friend told me about it. I was having some difficulty with guest authors and he said why don't you try grammarly see what that does and I find that it's extremely helpful not just for guests but for my own writing especially for email I tend to get in a real big hurry with email and sometimes I write things that are totally not understandable are filled with errors and and, uh, that makes a difference but I rewrote the page On what I want, how I want things submitted in the format, what they need to do for search engine optimization, what they need to do for readability. And so yesterday I got a bunch of articles and I sent them all back. I had an article from this wonderful person named Rebecca. It was a great article about creating an inspirational workspace, you know, so that your creativity can flow, so that you can really concentrate so you can focus. It was a really great content article, but it needed some help with punctuation and grammar, and it needed to be tweaked for SEO, and I sent it back and said, you really need to fix this, and here's what I recommend. And, and in just a few hours, I had that article back, and it was so good. She fixed it, and I posted it. So if you go to the blog... The featured article is eight simple tips for creating an inspirational work play, workspace. Yeah, Rebecca did exactly what she needed to do. The article is is just so refreshing. It's so original. It's so nice. You know, take a look at that. Another great article I received yesterday was on regrets. I sent it back, and I heard back from her saying. Oh, thank you for the tips. I'll revise it. Um, This was from Alexandra, and she is revising it. And I can't wait to get this article back. It will be on the blog, and it will be in the featured um, article, which is at the top of the page. There's the great big picture with, you know, that's where the featured article is. You can't miss it. I want to touch on a couple of points she made because I think they are so unique, so creative, and so powerful. All About Regrets, the uh, title of the article was How to Let Go of Regrets and Move On. Um, The title itself, the And Move On part, is so powerful because a lot of people talk about regrets. But they don't talk about moving on. And that's the important part of the pro of the of the article Move on. Her first point is this, and I love it. Her first point, stop thinking that the whole world cares. Now think about that. Now you're all stressed out. You're regretting that you did something or didn't do something or you didn't do it the way you thought you, quote, unquote, should have, uh, stop thinking that anybody really cares. A long time ago, I adopted the motto, what other people think about me is none of my business, because it really isn't. It's their business, not mine. Generally... When you do something, when you really mess up, when you screw up royally, nobody else maybe even notices. They are so busy thinking about themselves and what they're going to do, what they're going to say next, what people are thinking about them. They don't notice you. If somebody does, so what? You're doing the best you can. You can't do any better than that. I have this belief that each of us does the best we can with the information and the skills we have at the time. If we had different skills and information, knowledge, wisdom, we'd do it differently. But right now, we're going to do the best we can. Stop thinking that the whole world cares. How great is that? Another one of her points, and I totally subscribe to this, and you've heard this before no more should have, could have, would have. You know, the shoulds, coulds, and woulds have got to be eliminated from your vocabulary. If you could have, you would have. Um, they, they, they just don't matter. Her, another one of her points, she had nine points, and I'm going to give you only four of them. Turn consequences into experiences. And I learned this a long, long time ago. It's such a strong point. Ask yourself, what did I learn from this? What did I learn from this? You had a bad marriage and you got a divorce. What did you learn from that marriage? What did you learn from the divorce process? What are you going to do different in your life now? Because you learned this. How valuable a lesson was it now that you know what you do want and what you don't want? What did you learn? Um, Such a powerful question. And the other point she made that I think is so incredibly powerful, just think about this. I'm not even going to comment on it. You can't know everything. And a kid these days would tell you that's what you got Google for. You can't know everything, but you can find out. As I read her article, and I really encourage you to watch the blog for the article. It's going to be on there in the next couple of days, I can guarantee you. uh, And it's going to be worth reading. But as I read her article, I thought of Irma Bombeck. Irma Bombeck lived in the Phoenix area, and she was a nationally and internationally recognized writer with this incredibly wonderful sense of humor. I loved Irma Bombeck. I had the honor of meeting her several times, being at the same event with her, talking with her for a few moments. And she was funny in person and, and, and in, on paper. She was also very serious um, and had a, a, a wonderful intellect wonderful sense of humor. She died of cancer some years back, and in all this process, she wrote this book called Eat Less Cottage Cheese and More Ice Cream, Thoughts on Life from Irma Bombek." And she wrote this, If I Had My Life to Live Over, is the name of her article. And she starts by saying this, Someone asked me the other day, if I had my life to live over, would I change anything? My answer was no, but then I thought about it and changed my mind. If I had my life to live over again, I would have waxed less and listened more. Instead of wishing away nine months of pregnancy and complaining about the shadow over my feet, I'd have cherished every minute of it and realized that the wonderment growing inside of me was my only chance in life to assist God in a miracle. I would never have insisted the car windows be rolled up on a summer day because my hair had just been teased and sprayed. (laughs) That's me. I would have invited friends over to dinner even if the carpet was stained and the sofa faded. I would have eaten popcorn in the good living room and worried less about the dirt when you lit the fireplace. I would have taken time to listen to my grandfather ramble about his youth. I would have burnt the pink candle that was sculptured like a rose before it melted while being stored. I had a candle that was shaped like an angel and it melted in the heat too and I always was sorry I hadn't used it. I would have sat cross-legged on the lawn with my children and never worried about grass stains. I would have cried and laughed less while watching television and more while watching real life. I would have shared more of the responsibility carried by my husband which I took for granted. I would have eaten less cottage cheese and more ice cream. I would have gone to bed when I was sick instead of pretending the earth would go into a holding pattern if I weren't there for a day. I would have never bought anything just because it was practical, wouldn't show soil, or was guaranteed to last a lifetime. When, I, when my child kissed me impetuously, I would never have said later, now go get washed up for dinner. How many of us have done that? Way too many. There would have been more I love yous, more I'm sorries," more I'm listenings. But mostly given another shot at life, I would seize every minute of it, look at it and really see it. Try it on, live it, exhaust it, and never give that minute back until there was nothing left of it. All of this, from who you are, uh, brings me the thought of authenticity. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk about authenticity. This is Irene Conlon saying, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and Freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAE639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save $20 today with coupon code VAE639 at Freshly.com.
0: at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self-improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self-improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon.
1: Welcome back to the self-improvement show. This is Irene Conlon. We've had I've had fun today. I don't. I hope you have. We talked a little bit about who I am. Um, we talked about the self improvement blog. I welcome guest articles. Um, if you want to be a contributor, just contact me through the blog. We talked about regret, and that brought me to Irma Bombeck and then to this idea of authenticity. Who are we really? Uh, we hear a lot this these days, and it, the, the phrase always amuses me. They talk about real people. Who are real people? I mean, I've, maybe the better question is, who are the fake people? Who are the real people? Who are the fake people? What is authenticity, you know, um, genuineness, legitimacy, realness? all go under this category of authenticity. I maintain that you can't be authentic unless you know who you are, you've thought through what you believe, things that you believe that you weren't told you had to, but you defined it, you chose it, it's yours, you claim it, you own it, and then do you walk your talk Um Do you know these things? I read an article in um, Psychology Today that said there's more to it than that, but they didn't go into the fact that you need to walk your talk, not somebody else's, and I think that's the defining factor. They say, according to psychology today, they say the more important part of of the authenticity question is to look at the character of the person. What's behind what they say? What's behind the eyeballs? Uh, And and these days with the media bombarding us on how we should look, walk, talk, behave, what we should wear, and, and on and on and on, it's a surprise to me that anybody can find their own own. Uniqueness, their own authenticity. It seems that we're in such a rush to become like somebody else, anybody else but who we are. You know, some star that doesn't have her act together or his act together seems to be uh, in front of us as an idol. Uh, Who are you? What do you believe? Do you live up to that belief? Um, don't preach to me if you're not living what you believe. Some psychologists say that authentic people possess a number of common characteristics. Um, and they, they list, in this article I read in Psychology Today, and I think this is a very interesting list, they list some of these common characteristics Now, the first one is have a realistic perception of reality. Now, I think that's really a strange one, since each of us has our own perception of reality and whose is realistic. Um, Wow. I, I think that's a really interesting one to start off with, have a realistic perception of reality. The second one I think is critically important are accepting of themselves and other people. Accepting of yourself who you are other people who they are and let them be who they are authentic people are thoughtful I don't know whether they mean thoughtful in terms of kindness or think things through either way it's important they have a non-hostile sense of humor. In other words, they can laugh at things without hurting themselves or somebody else. A non-hostile sense of humor. Isn't that an interesting term? A non-hostile sense of humor. It almost seems like an oxymoron. They're able to express their emotions freely and clearly. This is a big one for many people who are older We were taught that emotions don't count, um, that you can't trust them. An authentic person understands their emotions, feels what they feel, accepts it, deals with it, uh, and, and can tell you what's going on with themselves. They're open to learning from their mistakes. You know, hey, you might as well, we make a lot of them. It's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. Learn from them. They're open to learning from their mistakes. And they understand their motivations. They understand their motivations. This is what some psychologists say it means to be true to oneself. And conversely, they define inauthentic people. Inauthentic people are self-deceptive and unrealistic in their perceptions of reality. Now, again, perception of reality is elusive, but they're self-deceptive. They are not aware of who they are or who anybody else is. They look to others for approval and to feel valued. Authentic people are self-sustained in a lot of ways and, and know that they're doing their best and do not need everybody to say, good job, good job, good job. Inauthentic people have to have approval to feel valued. They are judgmental of other people. I know some people who just absolutely criticize everybody else on the planet I want to say, hey, you know, look at what you're doing here. Why do you need to judge other people? Take off your judge's robes. Do you know anybody? You know, I bet you some of you know people who set themselves up as the judge, the jury, and the executioner. And you really don't like to be around them that much. Um, Inauthentic people are judgmental of others. They don't think things through clearly. They react immediately with all kinds of um, things to say, anger sometimes, before they thought it through clearly. I think, and this is just my own thing, but I think in some of the riots that we're having, some of the things that are happening in the country, people just jump on the bandwagon without thinking it through Is this what they value? Is this what they want to do? They see somebody else doing it and think it's okay for them to do too. It always amazes me when something happens and it results in looting and rioting and burning things and damaging property. What's that all about? Nobody's thought it through clearly. They have a hostile sense of humor. They make fun of other people. They laugh at other people's expense. They laugh at people and hurt them with their humor. Um, inauthenticity brings that about. They are unable to express their emotions freely and clearly. When you said that, it made me feel, is a sentence they cannot complete. Um, they don't want you to know they hurt. They don't want you to know they love or don't love. Um, They just can't get it together to do that. They're not open to learning from their mistakes. They'll make all kinds of excuses and blame everybody else around or in their life for the mistakes that they have made. Uh, You hear that a lot, even on the news. And they don't understand their own motivations. Those of you who are old enough remember Flip Wilson and his character G- D- Geraldine, and no matter what Geraldine did, if if she flubbed up, you know, her her response was, The devil made me do it. Uh, she always had the devil to blame, and he certainly he caught a lot of it. Authenticity How authentic are you? You know, are you able to accept? responsibility for your own decisions, your own actions, um, and and deal with it, and do you let other people be who they are? I don't know about you, but I've had a number of people in my life who set about trying to remake me from the ground up so I would be made in their image, and I resisted it Um, ferociously, (laughs) and I will continue to do so. If behind what a person says and does is a defensive and self-deceptive approach to life, then no matter how passionate and committed they are to a cause, ultimately they are not being true to themselves. Um, Authenticity is ultimately about those qualities that show healthy, non-defensive, functioning maturity. Take a look around inside yourself and at others. I wanted to have a chance to tell you about some of my very most favorite uh, self-improvement tools. I'll just very quickly tell you. uh, To me, the most important tool you have for any kind of improving that you want to do is meditation. And meditation is not easy, especially in these days with so many distractions and and so many things grabbing for your attention. So one of my very favorite tools is Project Meditation, or life flow technology. They use brainwave entrainment to take you into very deep levels of relaxation and meditation. They have a lot of pre-recorded meditations that are extremely helpful. But they get you in a meditative state uh, and let you be there. And it's really quite, quite effective. My other favorite tool is my e-reader. I have a Kindle. Anywhere I go, I can have a book. I can download a, a book and have it at a moment's notice. And I can also play games. I was talking with Aaron the engineer at the break about games. I'm just a little bit addicted to Candy Crush um, and I love to play it and I think it's healthy for people to have <laughs> such an out, uh, such such an outlet um, as Candy Crush or whatever it is you like to play. I take it to doctor's offices anytime I know I'm going to have to wait. I have my Kindle so I can read uh, books, I can play games And I can generally be entertained. I'm also a people watcher. At this point in the program, I always ask my guests, what's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? And my thought to you would be this. Life is meant to be, as much as I can see, a daring, wonderful adventure. Put some time into thinking about who you are, how absolutely miraculously amazing you are. Think about those things that you want to develop, the things you want to do, and then get busy and go about doing those things Don't listen to the naysayers. Don't pay attention to those people who say you can't. Um, The most motivating thing anybody can say to me is, I don't think you can do that. And I say, watch me. This is Irene Conlon saying thank you so much for being with us today. Come back next week. We will have a guest for more of the self-improvement show.
0: Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.